Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about something I get asked about a lot, which is OGIS. And actually what really inspired this podcast was I make a really wicked OGIS milk. And uh, so I wanted to share that recipe with you, but I also wanted to share about the broader, larger context of OGIS, which is a concept that's unique to Ayurveda and explain why it's so important to us, not only from, you know, like for everybody, but especially for, um, for yogis as well. So I've chatted about OGIS a little bit um, over on Instagram um, and other social media outlets. I think I've done a couple stories on it, but you might still be like, well, what the heck is OGIS? Like, I have no idea what this is. It's not a term that is like common to Western medicine. And like I said, it is a concept that's unique to Ayurveda. So basically it is, we have these subtle um, forms of the doshas, these subtle energies in our body. And they're actually like the positive forms of the doshas. So we have prana, tejas, and ojas, which are respectively the subtle forms of vata, pitta, and kapha. So ojas is actually that positive quality of kapha, and it's the essential vital fluid of the body. So it's basically our essential energy reserve, and it literally translates to vigor. And it's kind of like the subtle essence and energy of our reproductive fluid and the other sort of vital fluids in our body. And like I said, there's not a Western equivalent to OGIS and um, it's not actually like a physical substance. So like you can't go to your doctor, you can't even go to an Ayurvedic doctor and say, hey doc, can you do this like test for me and see if my OGIS levels are low or if they're high or whatever. You can't really get it measured. Um, but there are some different symptoms that I'm going to talk about in a bit that might be indicative of low OGIS. Um, and I really love this one definition that my teacher, David Frawley uses is that OGIS is like the sap of our life energy and it actually exists on a subtle level and lives in our heart chakra, which I think is super beautiful. And OGIS is the, this subtle energy or essence that's responsible for giving us mental strength, contentment, patience, fortitude, calmness, capacity for a good memory and concentration. It's basically like our physical and mental stability. So think of all of those. If you remember back to the podcast I did on the doshas, if you think about all of the positive qualities of kapha dosha, that's ojis, that really strong, grounded, um, you know, energy that is our ojis. And on a more subtle and pranic level, OGIS supports our immunity and our physical endurance and our capacity for doing like hard work and exertion. Um, so it's super important, especially in this like very Western, you know, go, go, go world that we're focusing on building up our OGIS, building up our strength, our endurance, our immunity on both a physical level and an energetic level. So how do you know if you have low OGIS? Now, I think a lot of us in this Western world, we probably have low OGIS. Um, I think that the best sort of Western equivalent to low OGIS might be like adrenal fatigue. If your adrenals are shot, chances are you've got low OGIS. So um, some symptoms of low OGIS would be feeling really tired and burnt out, 
having feelings of sadness and depression and anxiety like constantly. So I think, you know, we all have anxiety from time to time. We all feel, we all feel the full gamut of human emotions, but if every single day you wake up and you're feeling sad and depressed and anxious, that's a huge sign of low OGIS. If you're feeling like really impatient and irritated all the time, sign of low OGIS. If you're lacking in luster, I remember um, in university definitely had some low OGIS going on, but I didn't have the language to describe it. And me and my friend, we joked that I didn't feel like I had zest for life. So if you're lacking that like zest for life, that is a sign that your OGIS might be depleted. If you're feeling angry and frustrated all the time, or if you're getting chronic low-grade infections and you're kind of sick all the time, that is a huge indication that your OGIS is low. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, you know, I've got low OGIS, it's okay. I think we probably all have, you know, suboptimal OGIS at different times in our lives. I think there's different variations of how, you know, low our OGIS is or you know, whatever, there's different degrees of it. It's totally okay. I'm going to give you some really simple tips on how to increase it. They're very simple. They're very lifestyle oriented because what causes low OGIS is actually pretty much like this modern millennial world of hyper stimulation because, you know, we're all constantly on our phones or we're binge watching TV or we're doing all of these things. And, you know, we work in an environment and in a manner that's really unnatural. And so we're going to talk about the ways to build OGIS, but one of the best ways to build OGIS is to just like live in alignment with nature. So I want to go over a couple of um, the reasons and the things that cause low OGIS. And so pay attention to this because you might be like, oh my God, I do those things and it could be really, really helpful for you. So one of the biggest things is excessive use of our phones, social media, binge watching TV. So things like scrolling through Instagram for hours on end with, you know, going down like the Instagram rabbit hole or the Facebook rabbit hole or binge watching Netflix and just sitting there. That is a huge, it really taps our energy. And I think something we don't consider, like I know that, you know, when I say, oh, you know, it can have it's obvious that if we do a lot of hard physical work, that's going to drain our energy. But what we don't often consider is that we are taking in information using all of our sense organs. And so in the podcast that I did with Leah and Trudy from Pavani, you know, we talked about cleansing our sense organs and we can do that each morning with like different Dinacharya things, but we can also cleanse our sense organs by practicing what I like to call practical pratyahara or the withdrawal of our sensory or rather the control of our sense organs and taking a break from all of that stimulation. So we need to be mindful that what we give our attention to where our attention goes, our energy flows. So if we're just like wasting our time on social media, sometimes it's not a waste and it's fine. But if we spend so much time doing these energy draining things, it's literally going to deplete. It's going to like suck out our OGIS. So that's something to be super mindful of is like mindfully scrolling through Instagram, mindfully watching TV, be really mindful of that. So high stress, so your high stress job, your, you know, stressful relationship, your stressful, whatever it is that causes stress in your life, that is going to lead to low OGIS. Devitalized foods and pollution. So this is a huge one, guys. When we eat foods that, like I talked about in the five pillars of a yogic diet, one of the biggest things we want to focus on is nutrient density and high prana foods. We want to eat foods that are filled with life. Those are the foods that are going to give us good OGIS. But when we're eating highly processed foods, when we're eating lots of meat, these things might deplete our OGIS. Actually, sometimes meat can uh, build OGIS, but this is super good quality meats. And I would really advise that you um, be under the guidance of an Ayurvedic practitioner when, you know, if you're looking to meet to increase your OGIS. 
Now, things like an unnatural environment, like I kind of talked about earlier, is like think about our current you know, working situation. I've never worked in like an office environment, but when you look at an office environment, you're sitting in a small cubicle in front of a computer screen under fluorescent lighting. We're in this really unnatural environment and you're sitting for most of the day. This is something huge that's going to deplete your OGIS. And then things like excessive sexual activity and using drugs. So basically things that drain our energy, our OGIS, one of the biggest things, like I said earlier as well, is that OGIS lives in our reproductive fluid. So if you're like having all the sex all the time and you're just like throwing away your vital essence, your, you know, your most OGIS filled, you know, fluids, you're going to naturally, obviously deplete your OGIS. So basically all of these things in excess, all of these like modern indulgences in excess are going to lead to depleted, to depleted OGIS. And as I said earlier, the modern term adrenal fatigue, in my opinion, is basically depleted OGIS. It's just like the Western, um, the Western term for it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, this sounds like me, you know, I, I totally do all of the things. I burn the candle at both ends. Is that the term? Burning the wick at both ends, burning the stick at both ends. You know what I'm trying to say? If you're constantly on the go, you're constantly doing all of the things, you're overindulging in social media, um, you're, you know, not giving yourself a break and you're feeling just totally burnt out. That is a sign of low OGIS. And what do you do? Well, the first thing that you should do is recognize oh damn, I got me some high OGIS and now I have to do something about it. So I'm sharing with you the whole reason for this podcast was that I made a pretty delicious OGIS milk recipe and I want to share that with you. Um, But I wanted to sort of give you all of this information because yes, this OGIS milk is pretty delicious. It's totally OGIS building, but on its own, this OGIS milk ain't going to do shit for you if you don't change other aspects of your life. OGIS is not one thing. It's not just about shifting the habits in our physical body. It's about shifting. We have to make proper lifestyle changes and shifts in order to fully reap the benefits and fully take charge of rebuilding our OGIS. So I feel like I talk about this a lot, (laughs) but one of the best things that we can do, and I want to say actually, before I even give you any of these suggestions, what I want to say is I'm going to give you quite a few suggestions actually, but what I want you to do is pick one and start there and then slowly build on because chances are, if you're listening to this and you do have depleted OGIS, you're the type of person who takes on too much. And if you're hearing me say, okay, you should do this and then this and then this, and you're like, all right, I'm going to do all the things to build my OGIS, you might just burn out doing self-care, which is like the antithesis of self-care, which is the antithesis of Ayurveda. So I really want to encourage you to listen to the suggestions that I have and then pick one, pick the one that resonates the most with you, make that change, implement that new step, and then slowly add on from there. So my first tip that I feel like I talk about all the time is really simple. And it's just to create routine and rhythm in your life. This is one of the simplest things that you can do to really up-level your life, to really shift your life. Because we, like I have said before, we're living in this really unstable world where we don't know like what's happening next. Or if you have a really stressful job and you know things are coming out of left field at you, 
you want to have something in your life. You want to have a level of stability and routine and rhythm in your life that is predictable. So creating predictability in our life is so, so, so important. Um, it's one of the things that's going to help you feel grounded. And so basically when we look at you know healing or building OGIS, OGIS is that grounding quality. So to build more OGIS, we want to do things that are going to be of a grounding nature, both physically and mentally. So there are a thousand ways that you can create routine and rhythm in your life. And one of the simplest is go to bed a little early, pick a time that works for you. Maybe it's 930, maybe it's 10 o'clock. You go to bed at that same time each night and you wake up at the same time each morning and you create that routine. Then you can start adding things like dinacharya or you know cleansing your sense organs like uh, me and the Pavani girls chatted about in my podcast with them. You can, you know, drink OGIS milk before you go to bed to help you really ground. There's lots of things that you can do to create rhythm. Um, And my second suggestion, which kind of goes with rhythm, is to practice daily. Now, this could be a yoga practice. I do a daily Ashtanga yoga practice. I've also implemented a daily meditation practice. But these breath body practices are so important even like a pranayama practice, a really simple pranayama like Nadi Shodhana, this can be so grounding for you and can really help to support and build your ojas. And so making it daily, making it a part of your daily routine is extra good. And what I will say, if you remember back to my podcast on the 80-20 rule, you don't have to do it every single day. Give yourself a break if something comes up or happens and you're not able to you know, fully commit to it each day, but set that intention that on all or most days, you are going to have some sort of practice, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation or a pranayama breath practice. Now, my third piece of advice and the third thing you can do is to take a social media or technology cleanse. So I think I said this earlier, like think of it as practical pratyahara. You're practically withdrawing your senses from social media, from TV. This is something that takes a lot of energy from us that we don't necessarily realize. And I understand and I value the importance of social media, the importance of watching, you know, your favorite show on Netflix. That's totally cool. And in some cases, maybe unwinding and watching a show could be OGIS building, but and, and I leave that to you, you know, if that's something that helps you to just sort of like uh, decompress after the day or something, that's totally on you. But I would advise taking even one day, even half a day, or just really limiting your time on these social media outlets to really come back to yourself and be in the moment which kind of takes us really nicely into my fourth recommendation, which is to spend time in nature. Guys, this is something we've become so disconnected with, which is nature, right? We were made not to live in these little boxes in you know apartment buildings and in houses and under fluorescent lighting. We were made to be connected to the plants and the trees and the sun and outside. And even if it's cold where you're living, go for a walk, spend some time in nature and reconnect. That is another one of the best OGIS building things that you can do. Um, if you're feeling really depleted, nature is filled with prana. It's filled with energy. And when we, you know, walk in it and we connect with it, we, you know, sort of take on some of that energy and it can be really, really healing for us. Um, and again, you might be noticing that a lot of the things that I'm suggesting are so simple. And I loved, um, again, Trudy from the Pavani Ayurveda podcast, 
you know, she said, Ayurveda is a simple science and it is. We just need to make these simple shifts that bring us back to nature, that bring us back in harmony with nature. So now my fifth suggestion is to shift your dietary habits a little bit and eat a whole foods plant-based diet. Do you have to be, you know, hundred percent vegan? No, but favor foods, go back to that five pillars of a yogi, a yogic diet and listen to my suggestions on what consists, you know, on what makes a yogic diet, a healthy whole foods plant-based diet. You want to be supercharging your body with healthy, nutrient-dense, nourishing, prana-filled, sattvic foods that are really going to support and build your ogis. And my fifth, I guess, habit or thing that I can suggest are there are special, specific foods. Mama. Yeah, hi, Sats is here. Mama. mama, you want to say hi to everyone? Say mama. <laughs> Um, there are some specific foods in the whole foods, plant-based diet category that really help to support OGIS. And again, we can think back to those qualities of kapha dosha. And if we eat foods that are kind of kapha in nature, that's going to help us to build up that OGIS. So some of those foods are ghee, which is clarified butter. And if you're a vegan and you're not wanting to eat ghee, coconut oil is another great sort of OGIS building, um, fat, um, honey, special herbs like ashwagandha and shatavari are really, really good for building ogis. Um, almonds, uh, the herb saffron, all of these things are super helpful at building ogis. And so again, if we notice that we have low ogis and we're not feeling grounded, we do want to be eating these grounding foods. So favoring foods that are higher in kapha dosha in a healthy way is really helpful. So again, when I say whole foods, plant-based diet, if your ogis is low, a raw salad is not going to be helpful for building ogis. If you've heard me talk about diet and Ayurveda before, Ayurveda looks at foods on levels of nourishment and, you know, cooked foods like grains as well could be really, um, ogis building as well. But anything that's like raw is actually going to be very vata inducing and might actually aggravate certain low ogis conditions. So we want to be really mindful to eat really good, nourishing, grounding foods if that is something that we are going through. And I want to fully highlight for you guys, like this ogis milk recipe is really great. I would definitely recommend having it at night before you go to bed to help you unwind before bed, to help you get a good night's sleep because sleep is going to be something that's so important for you when it comes to supporting and rebuilding your ogis. But Having that tonic, having that you know rejuvenative sort of elixir is not going to help you at all if you don't make changes in the rest of your life. And this is what I love about Ayurveda is it makes you an active participant in the healing process. So you do need to do certain things and make certain changes in your life if you're committed to building your ogis. And we don't have to call it ogis. Ogis gives us a language to talk about it. It's a specific Ayurvedic term, but this goes for anything. If you feel like shit, <laughs> if you're burnt out, if you're tired, if you're unhappy, you need to do things in your life. You need to make changes in your life, not just take a pill, not just take some more supplements, not just drink this ogis milk elixir once a day and continue on with your you know, shitty habits, not to be rude, sorry, just calling it like it is. Is you have to be an active participant in the healing. You have to take back your power and actually make some changes, or nothing is going to actually change in your life. And 
Ojas is basically like it's it's very sattvic in nature, right? So anything that we do that brings us back in harmony with nature is going to be helpful. And you know, just purifying our mind, purifying our body, cultivating positive attitudes, you know, being peaceful and loving and compassionate and content. Um, as well as resting and spending time in nature, these are all things that are going to support and build up our ojas and that are just generally things that are going to make all of us feel really, really good. So I wanted to share really briefly why ojas would be super important for someone who practices yoga daily. So as an Ashtanga practitioner, and if you're listening to this and you practice Ashtanga, then you know that what we do every day is cray cray. It's pretty hard. We show up each day on our mat. Some of us are doing, you know, half primary, and some of us are doing like all of second series and half of third. And we do this every single day. And this practice, if we're not careful, can definitely deplete our ojas. And what I want to highlight for you, and this is a big thing in the Ashtanga community, there's a, or not in the Ashtanga community, but there's a lot of criticism around Ashtanga that, oh, it's really hard. Oh, it's really depleting. And it can be if we're not taking good care of ourselves. And so as an Ashtanga practitioner, if you're listening to this and you feel weak and tired and depleted after your practice, really take care of some of the recommendations that I've given you in this podcast and begin implementing them into your life because they will help you and they will pay out in dividends in terms of feeling um, you know, energized and good after your practice rather than feeling depleted and weak after your practice. So, um, and this goes for anyone. If you have, you know, like whatever other type of yoga you practice, it can be hard physically, mentally. Again, Ashtanga brings up a lot of emotional stuff as well. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good, very beautiful healing thing. But if we don't take good care of our body through our diet and lifestyle, it can be really depleting and detrimental to us. So as yogis, it's super, super important that we take care to maintain and build our ojas or else we are just going to burn out. And another sort of note that I have, like I said, ojas is like the the positive aspect of kapha dosha and tejas and prana are the subtle forces of pitta and um, vata. If we are building our prana through our yoga practice, but we're not taking care to build our ojas, that strong foundation, our prana is going to have nowhere to live, if that makes sense. So especially as yogis who are committed to this spiritual path, we really want to take care to build up our ojas. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it made sense. I hope I described and shared about ojas in a way that was really easy to understand. I'm going to post a link to my Ojas milk recipe along with a blog post that I wrote that basically contains all of this information. I'll post that in the show notes. And if you make that Ojas milk recipe, I would love for you to share it with me on Instagram at Melissa Singh Yogi Fuel. And if you're not already, obviously follow along on there. And if you liked this uh, podcast, I would love for you to give it a review and give it a little rating on iTunes or Spotify or whatever you're listening on. And this helps for iTunes and all of these other podcasts places to know that you are listening and that you're enjoying what you're hearing. All right. I hope you enjoyed my special co-host Sats, who is here with me behaving very well, and I will see you next week. Bye.